Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small, a podcast about brand development, entrepreneurship, and innovation in the modern world. In this episode, I'm joined by Jesse Horowitz, co-CEO and co-founder of Hubble Contacts. Listen as we talk about Jesse's upbringing, years at Columbia and Harvard, and the overall development of Hubble Contacts. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small. Today, I'm joined by Jesse Horowitz of Hubble Contacts. Jesse, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Of course. So actually, Jesse, I want to start out mentioning that about a month ago, I was looking for an e-commerce book, and my listeners pointed out time and time again that your book, Selling Naked, that I need to read that. So yes. I, want to, I, I want to throw in that plug in there. I'm, I'm checking it out this month. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's it, it, hopefully, hopefully, you know, goal with the book was to have something that's actually useful. Um, so, so hopefully it is for folks, you know, looking to start direct brands themselves. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, I want to get things started with a little bit about your upbringing. So mm-hmm. where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? I grew up in Westchester, New York, so suburbs of the city, um, mm-hmm. public school, uh, grew, lived in Pelham, then in Armonk. Um, yeah, you know, it's very, uh, very kind of, kind of standard issue. Um, you, you know, suburban, uh, you know, suburban high school, um, mm-hmm. deal. Okay. And then I actually read a bit, a little yeah. bit about your parents and your mm-hmm. mother was at DC comics and your father was also into finances. So yep. did they, did they have an impact on your business career? Well, my mom was our first general counsel at Hubble, so um, so, wow, so okay. down the road very directly. Um, but you, you know, but yes, I mean they were both. My mom, you know, my mom went to Brown and, and Harvard Law. My dad went to MIT. Uh, you know, she she was my mom was uh, her whole career was as an entertainment lawyer. She was at um, DC Comics, but before that, Lifetime TV, uh, Columbia Records, um, okay. CBS, Sony Records, uh, you know, yada yada. Um, you know, my dad a bunch on sort of the investment management side um, throughout his career. So, uh, you know, so, you know, again, sort of, um, you know, standard standard issue, um, suburban, you know, suburban story to, you know, two educated professional parents. Um, so mm-hmm. de- definitely, um, you know, very lucky on that front. For sure. Did you have an entrepreneurship mindset growing up? Did you ever sell any products or anything of that such? Um, I did a lot of I did a lot of, of, of test prep stuff, um, mm-hmm. uh, starting, you know, probably like junior year, pretty much as soon as I had SAT scores, I started tutoring, um, and, you know, and tutoring's, tutoring's great as, as sort of a very easy way to leg into, um, you know, learning what having a business is, you know, is about, you got to get customers, um, you, you know, you have to drive enough value out of them. You have to service, you know, you have to service the customer relationship. Um, so, you know, so that, that was sort of very, you know, very small scale stuff. I, I didn't necessarily, um, you know, on the one hand, I didn't necessarily think I, I never thought like, oh, you know, oh boy, I really want to start a business. Yeah. Um, you know, I always was like starting clubs. I started a, a film club in high school and literally, we, you know, we just, um, you know, once a month, watch, you know, watch, watch movies and chat about them. I started a, um, I started a peer tutoring group in high school. Um, in college, I started a mentoring group and, a and a film production group. I, I was at Columbia and I was a, for the first eight, whatever, first two years of college, I, I will always be one course away from a film studies major, unless I go back and take, 
uh, international film too, okay. uh, and, and, and finished that up. Um, and you know, and, and Columbia was a film theory program, so we we watched movies and read essays. Uh, we watched movies and wrote essays. And at some point, it occurred to me and you know some of my friends that that actually might not be the same thing as production. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, so we got a bunch of equipment on cam on campus, and uh, yeah, I kind of came to the conclusion that production was miserable. Um, so this is that. So that was that. Um, but yeah, but you know, was was always starting stuff, was always tinkering with stuff. Did a lot of, um, you know, a, a, a lot of unpaid internships, which were probably like you know let less productive for like um, you know sort of stamping my re, you know resume or, or, or that kind of thing. You know, I think mm-hmm. sort of the formal internship programs are, are, are you know are more meaningfully uh, bigger drivers there. But very yeah. helpful for figuring out like what I actually want to do. This the same semester we did the film production um, uh, thing on campus. I, I was a PA two days a week for Sony Picture Television's daytime judge shows, and wow. you know that was just another experience where I realized being on set was awful. Um, and it, you know, and figuring out what you don't like um, is really important. And, and, and uh, you know, and I and I found getting into actual workplace environments really helpful on that front. For sure. So as you said, you went to Columbia mm-hmm. and was it the, was the main focus film at this time or did you get into anything else? I was going to be a film math double major. Okay. Math got really hard and, you know, sort of in, in production seemed awful. So I ended up being an econ math major. I took basically econ math was just if you took if you did a math minor and econ minor, um, they called it, you know, they called it a major. Um, so I took my first econ course. I remember my first day of my first econ course was, uh, 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 whatever, folks can fact check me on this. So t- <laughs> I, think, I think the day Lehman folded was September 15, 2008. Um, okay. You know, so I started college in, in 2006, and it was a very benign environment. Um, and, you know, and Eddie, you, you could kind of, you know, the, the play, certainly, you know, at Columbia, you could kind of study whatever you wanted. And as long as, you know, you, you, you did a respectable job during the fourth four years, there'd be lots of opportunities for you on the other side. And I remember this was the week before I, that, that, that class started. Um, there was a bunch of, there were a bunch of interns back from their summer internships with Lehman. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there was this panel of seniors talking all about how Lehman had been there for 170 years or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it was definitely going to be there for 170 more. <laughs> um, so it, it was certainly, it, it was certainly an, an, an exciting time to, um, you know, to, to, to sort of shift focus. For sure. So out of college and prior to Hubble, what kind of jobs were you, you working at this time? Sure. Um, so, so I, senior year, I was sort of dual tracking. I was applying to law schools and, um, yeah. it, it, you know, it, it, and, and to jobs at the same time. Um, and didn't love the offers I had. So went headed to Harvard Law, um, you know, not a terrible yeah. Um, not not a terrible fallback option, but you know no. that, that's what it was. Um, and kind of just kept recruiting once I got to Harvard. Um, so I had a friend, I made a friend at law school who had been at Bridgewater uh, in between college and law school. Um, he connected me with the team over there. Um, they, you know, a lot of places don't want just the same way if you're college. Um, people don't want you as an intern between your, you know, sophomore and junior years because you're two years away from being employable. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of places don't want interns after their 1L year because law school is a three-year program. But, you know, Bridgewater was um, accommodating on that front. So I, so I interned at Bridgewater, um, 
that was kind of more what I wanted to be doing anyway. So I asked them if I could just stay on full time, um, which they signed off on. So that was sort of the end of law school. That Bridgewater, um, then I was trading with a Bridgewater guy for a bit. And then I was on the investment team for Columbia's endowment for a few years. Okay. And then in 2016, this is the establishment of Hubble. What inspired you to pursue the contact industry specifically? Oh, I mean, for my, you know, so for my end, it, it was completely my co-founder's idea. Ben. Okay. Gotcha. Um, you know, for my end, the thing, one of the things, a lot that was great about working at endowment, endowments, you know, um, if you want to sort of be 10 miles wide, you know, millimeter deep, it, it's, it's, it's really, it was really a fun place to be because the job, you know, the job of endowment is you're, you're kind of looking all across the alternative investment world. Um, yeah. So I got, you know, a deal in that context is investing in a fund generally not doing, you know, not doing a direct deal, but you, you get to talk to, you know, VC managers, hedge fund managers, private equity managers, you know, private real estate managers, yada, yada. Um, so, so the work was interesting, but the other thing that was great about endowment life is that the hours were like pretty religiously, you know, eight to five, eight to six or so. So it was a very predictable schedule, um, yeah. you know, unless you had to be on the road for a manager. And so the, the time that I was at Columbia, I was, you know, kicking the tires with multiple friends on, you know, on ideas they had. Um, I worked, worked with one friend on a dating app, a guy, a guy from Zynga. Um, who wanted to do sort of a more gamified dating app. Um, another friend on, on some stuff in the uh, organ banking space. And actually, he's now CEO of a, of a first round back company called Osseum that I'm on the board of. So, so that one did move ahead. Um, and, you know, and then Ben, my, my co-founder on Hubble, was a, was a friend from, we didn't, he was a, he'd also been an intern at Bridgewater. Okay. Um, he ended up at BCG, then at Harry's. And so he started kicking around contact lenses as a, uh, you know, consumer, consumer subscription category, you know, that, and that's kind of how the um, whole thing came together, you know, and I always, you know, two things I always tell folks, you know, who are thinking, okay, maybe, you know, maybe they want to do, um, you know, do something like this is, um, is a, like, hold on to a paycheck as long as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and do as much as you can sort of nights and weekends, even if it's painful. And B, um, everybody wants to work on their idea. Very few people want to be the first person to work on somebody else's idea. And, you, sure. can get, and you can get exposure to a lot more stuff that way. Um, so, you know, so, you know, so you think in like a three-year period, um, you know, and there were a couple other ones that, you know, that I didn't kick the tires on as seriously. You know, I probably got to, um, serious, you know, seriously dig on, dig in on, you know, three, you know, three different startup ideas across different spaces. Um, and, and, you know, it was all because there, you know, um, you know, a lot of that was just cause like there wasn't sort of a pride of authorship thing. Gotcha. So you were still working full time at the start of Hubble? Yes, we, so we, we, um, we start, Ben start researching the concept in like 2015, you know, I started okay. digging in with him a couple months after that. We didn't go full time until after we'd closed our seed in like mid 2016. So before launch, but but what? But at a point in time where we already had you know meaningful financing in the bank. Gotcha. Was the first seed round was that mainly utilized towards production and research then? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, getting ready for launch, but you know, also like, um, whatever. You know, you have. Um, you have Henry Ford, and if I'd asked people, you know, what they what they wanted, they would have asked for a faster horse or whatever. 
like, I, like, I don't believe in, uh, you know, I, I believe in getting valid. I, I believe in trying to get as much validation for ideas I'm working on as possible. And so yeah, like, sure. Part, you know, part of it was just being able to make, you know, be able to pay ourselves. Part of it was actually needing the money to get live. A lot of it is just like, you know, it's, it's a big jump. Um, it's a big jump to go do something full time. And I'd done that after Bridgewater. Um, it, it, and it had had gone, nothing, you know, nothing disastrous happened, but, you know, kind of had, had uh, petered out. And, and so I think it's, I think it's good to sort of figure out what those, you know, what those validation points are to go do something full time, whether it's securing particular, you know, financing, getting into an accelerator, hitting this, you know, setting the business live while you're doing something full time still and hitting mm -hmm. a certain, you know, customer milestone or revenue milestone. Um, I, I think it's really important to think about, um, you know, what uh, other than just not wanting to be doing the thing you are and want, you know, and wanting to have something of your own, you know, yeah. what would actually be persuasive that this is something worth going after. For sure. Um, at the initial launch time, were you guys coming up for, with formulations or is this completely outsourced? No, no. I mean, it, it, we, it, we were, we were, you know, diligencing what the, what, you know, what the, what the manufacturer landscape looked like, yeah. um, you, know, think, you know, thinking through what an offering would look like. Uh, but, uh, but no, we don't do manufacturing ourselves. Okay. Gotcha. So once you guys were established, what were your main streams of advertising then to get the word out for Hubble? Uh, very, very proprietary. You, you, you might have heard of heard of it before. Uh, Facebook. Yeah, um, to totally. Yeah, I mean, it, it, look, everybody wants this, the secret marketing stream. The, yeah. the challenge is uh, marketing happens where people are, so there for can't sure. be a secret. There can't be a secret marketing stream. Um, there, you know, TV is a you know TV ads work, but TV is a mature ecosystem with. Uh, you know, thousands of advertisers who are, who, who've already sort of designed strategies that are well optimized to maximize the capabilities and audiences on TV. Mm -hmm. um, search is younger, but again, similarly, sort of a mature ecosystem. Um, you know, pay, right now, pay, you know, paid social media still is by far, um, you know, the dominant uh, tra you know, traffic source for consumer startups. I completely agree. So, before Hubble, did you have any experience into e-commerce? Because this is a completely different realm no. from your previous jobs. No. Okay. What about your co-founder? Did you guys? Yeah, just he was at Harry's before this. So, so okay, that's so, right. Yeah. So, what was your role in the company at this point? Then, were you on the advertising side, or where were you in the company and along with your co-founder? Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. Um, you know, so we're co we we were co-CEOs. We are co-CEOs. We, we were very, you know, we decided not to get overly prescriptive about it. Um, yeah. Which, which is good because the thought of, you know, if we had split up things, the thought would have, the thought was that, um, you know, since, since I knew less about e-com than Ben, I'd kind of take over some of the ops and Ben would run with marketing. And honestly, for the first six months, it sort of ran the other, it's, it, it's just kind of switched back and forth based on who's most anxious about what at any given point in time. Gotcha. So to get into the specs of Hubble now, I, I was checking out the website earlier. How do you assure that the correct lenses are prescribed to your customers? Um, so we, you know, so we verify every prescription, um, and, you know, and, and we, which is, you know, which is a not insubstantial undertaking, and you know, and sort of just follow the, yeah. you know, follow the processes laid out. The good thing is e-commerce uh, contact lenses are a fairly mature, um, you know, e-commerce space. Um, yeah. so, you know, so, so lots of, lots of thought and energy has, you know, had kind of gone in there, but, you know, before we launched. 
Okay, so customers, they go to a local doctor and then do they ship out the information to you guys then from the website? Yep, and, th and then we verify with and then we verify with their with their doctor and you know kind of take it from there. Gotcha. In Hubble's first year, you guys did around 20 million in sales and I was wondering how did you guys obtain these numbers with subscription-based contacts being so new at this time? Um, you know, it was <laughs> I think if we were launching today, we would, you know, we would have ramped slower. It was a, yeah. you know, a different time. And sure. um, I mean, you, you think about early 2016, Harry's had just raised at a seven, a giant round at a $700 million valuation or something. Wow. Mid 2016 dollar shake club sold for a billion dollars, um, you know, to Unilever. And so there was just a lot of, you know, there was a lot of investor demand. Um, and, you know, and that meant that you could gun it on the marketing side pretty hard to get yourself up to scale. For sure. So looking at Hubble contacts today, what would you say separates Hubble from your competitors? Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I think we try, you know, we try to be more thought, or we try to be thoughtful about, you know, the marketing landscape that we're playing in. Um, mm -hmm. I think a lot of a, a, a lot of the there's there's good you know there's good and you know bigger honestly incumbent businesses on the e-commerce contact lens side. A lot of them are very oriented around um, paid search, SEO, um, yeah. you know, and Google Shopping. And, and so I think you know we are you know we are obviously we're all you know we're all competing, um, but but you know really our lane is you know is more oriented around um, social media, um, and, you know, and, and so. For whatever that little corner of the universe is worth, um, you know, uh, we, we, we've been, you know, we've been, a, we've been able to, you know, have pretty good share of it. For sure. Have you guys ever looked into getting into retail at all, or just 100% e-commerce? Um, you know, we're obviously, you know, we'd be kicking the tires on that, you know, on and off. Certainly during this this COVID period, um, yeah. you know, we've been unhappy with our focus on e-commerce. Okay. And I like to ask my guests this, especially during this time, how have you guys been performing during COVID? Have you guys seen a drop or have you been affected very harshly or how is it going? Um, you know, you, uh, you obviously don't root for, um, you know, not at for, all. Yeah. yeah. You know, for, for something like this, but it, it's been, it's generally been a favorable environment for e-commerce, you know, and, and, and we certainly, um, you know, have, you know, have seen similar dynamics on our end. Okay. If you could share one piece of advice to an aspiring entrepreneur, maybe something you learned or regret, what would that be? Um, just always like, what's the, you know, uh, kill your darlings. Uh, don't, don't get attached to, don't get too attached to any one idea. There's, so, you know, there, there's so many things you could be working on out there and just like, you know, whatever, super cheesy, but, but, you know, but make the most of each day that you have, you know, and, and just try to think a little bit about um, how you can pull, push the ball forward um, each day as um, uh, Michelle over at Claire Bank, she, she, what she posted something the other day. Uh, yeah. It, 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 I, 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 I don't think this would certainly be a, you know, an auspicious goal, but you know, she, she said something like, yeah, I just try to remind myself if I get 4% better each week that, you know, it compounds to something astronomical over the year. Um, I, and I really do think like each day, just trying to push the ball forward a bit um, and, you know, and, and thinking back at the end of the day, 
did I do that or not? You know, and, and what yeah. can I, do to, you know, to kick myself in the pants a little bit harder the next day? Um, it, it just happens incrementally. Yeah. Jesse, well, thank you so much for joining me today. And to the listeners out there, make sure to check out Hubble Contacts at HubbleContacts.com. Thank you. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Starting Small. If you would, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, follow Starting Small Pod on social platforms to keep up to date on future guests.